So this webinar is all about the power of podcasting. And this is something that if you're not already experimenting with the concept of podcasting, or if you're not running your own uh, podcast series, uh, if you're not using the power of audio, then there is a huge amount of value that you can find from considering this as part of your marketing and communications mix. So why podcasting? Well, it's a very, very accessible content format. We've known, obviously, over the years that uh, written text, uh, imagery, and obviously video uh, have been very, very popular ways of communicating and conveying messages. Uh, but audio is actually one of the most accessible formats that you can convey your messages, your campaigns, and your project uh, propositions through. Over 100 million Americans listen to podcasts every single month. You know, it, just that statistic alone uh, is enough to hopefully pique your interest to make you think, you know, there could be something in this. Um, it's really interesting when you look at all the, uh, the research, the varying target audiences, the varying sectors who are now really optimizing and leveraging uh, the power of podcasting. Um, it's pretty much omnipresent. It's everywhere. Every single sector has organizations and brands who are now using podcast as a way to communicate with an audience, as a way to acquire interest, as a way to convey thought leadership. Um, and one of the key reasons really is that it does enhance your brand's authenticity. It really establishes you as a key player, if you like, in the sector as an organization or as a brand to go and get the opinion from, um, to maybe explore, you know, a deeper level of engagement with a target audience, etc, etc. So there's loads of reasons why. And we're not necessarily talking about the very, very biggest uh, podcast services um, or shows on the planet. We can be talking very much at a micro level. Uh, we've all heard of the Joe Rogan experience, uh, Joe Rogan on Spotify with his three hour plus uh, episodes. Um, we're not necessarily talking about that when we talk about podcasting within your business uh, or your organization, because for a lot of us, it is a very, very different definition. And I'm going to explore some of the ways that we can make this very accessible. We can go and explore and uh, play and test out some of the opportunities here, not necessarily at this Joe Rogan style level, but very much at a very simple level to get some kit, to get some platforms, to experiment with how to distribute it, to maybe test some of the little promotional posts that you can do in social media to see if you can draw people to get engagement and get some listeners and just test out how and where and why it might fit with your audience. So let's uh, get this really practical now. So let's start with equipment. What do you need to create a podcast? Well, in lots of ways, you could say you could record a voice memo on your phone. So you could just pick up your phone, record a voice memo. And in theory, you have a podcast episode. It really can be as simple as that. You know, we don't necessarily have to over-engineer the technology here. We don't necessarily have to uh, get some really expensive equipment. But if you're looking to take this a little bit seriously, and a lot of this stuff is not super expensive, a lot of this stuff you can pick up from the likes of Studio Spares, 
which is a very good platform, uh, online e-commerce store um, in the UK here, where we can, you know, select, you know, for our budget and for the kind of service that we're looking to be providing um, a suitable level of product and get the right kind of equipment. So we need a microphone. That's a starting point. That's kind of where we need to start. We need to be able to capture the audio uh, sound. Uh, we need some headphones because if you're um, trying to just go straight into um, an interview, for example, and you're playing it through, you're recording it through your computer and you're using the, um, the, the sound card from your computer, you'll get a lot of feedback because the microphone and the, uh, the sound will be coming through the speakers and you'll get feedback, you'll get distortion, you'll get a bit of a time lag, a little bit of a satellite delay. Uh, it just simply won't work. So you don't want that. So the balance between microphone and headphones will take your audio recording to the next level just quite simply with that. Now, you need some kind of audio interface. Uh, I'm going to come on to how and where to record in a moment some things for you to test out. But you need some way of kind of capturing um, the, um, the, the kind of the actual audio uh, that you're going to be recording. Um, and basically, if you want to make sure that you have a nice kind of setup, and again, in a minute, I'm going to talk about video uh, podcasting, because at the moment we're just purely talking about sound. But with the likes of Spotify and Joe Rogan, you'll be aware that you can actually uh, publish at the same time a video version of the podcast recording. So you may well need to set it up quite nicely uh, with a boom arm, uh, with some kind of filter so that um, the uh, the sounds of the t, t you know when you make that t sound the letter t or the s sound where you go s at the start of certain words certain people speak like that and it's kind of difficult to kind of take that out with a lot of editing so you can actually have a filter between the person and the microphone to take out those little sounds so just experiment and play because some of that will be of value to you. Uh, other times you think, actually, I don't really need that. But if you can find a good solid supplier, one stop shop to um, go and get some sort of, you know, basically low level to start with, because you need to understand what you need uh, before paying big budgets out. So just start with some basic equipment um, to get you literally off um, and running. So then it's about setting up where you're going to put this stuff. So let's just call it a studio, for example, now. Now, this may well be the broom cupboard. Uh, this may well be your bedroom. This may well be a quiet uh, meeting room in your office. The space needs to be quiet and isolated. What you don't want is background chatter. What you don't want is vehicles driving past in the street outside. Uh, what you don't want is, uh, you know, the dog barking uh, or machinery. And you want to try and dress your studio, whatever room this is or whatever cupboard you're going to be doing this in. Um, you need to be thinking about the acoustics. So soft materials to reduce echo. And you can find from the likes of Studio Spares a lot of things like foam panels and the like. Uh, you don't necessarily have to dress the whole studio, just literally surrounding the person and the microphone with foam panels um, can often be you know, the, the answer to the, the challenge of echo. Uh, echo and resonance is one of the biggest challenges here. Um, you will find that um, you can very quickly sound like you are um, doing a presentation in a very, very reverberating hall or um, auditorium. 
even though the room might be small. Um, so listening back to the quality and having a little play with the different positions of you and the microphone and maybe the guest uh, is really, really key. Um, if you're in an office um, and it is hard walls, glass uh, fronted or uh, big windows, uh, trying to put up things like curtains rather than blinds can often make a fundamental difference. So a lot of soft materials to absorb that background uh, resonance and echoing um, and the reflection of the audio uh, off of hard surfaces is really key. Another thing as well to think about are tables and chairs. Comfort is essential. You know, a lot of podcasts tend to be a little bit more relaxed and a little less formal uh, than what might have been back in the day from the old fashioned kind of radio interviews. Um, a lot more now is kind of, you know, sat on a sofa or reclining on beanbags. Um, so make sure that it is appropriate to the brand, appropriate to the audience, but also comfortable uh, to be enjoyed and enjoyable for both you and the, uh, the person that you might be interviewing. And lighting, if, of course, you're doing a video podcast, so not only are you capturing the audio, uh, but you're hedging your bets and thinking, well, I might put this out actually on um, as a uh, video podcast because those are very, very popular and, and increasingly so gaining in popularity. So if that is the case, then just be thinking again from that same supplier uh, that you choose to be thinking about some lighting. Um, and again, set the mood and the ambience. Um, if yours is a very kind of cut through, um, sort of slightly edgy kind of broadcast, um, you might want to set it up a little bit more like a news um, studio. So make it look a little bit more kind of media centric. But if it is very conversational, it's very reflective, then maybe some softer, more ambient lighting could be appropriate. So really kind of dress the setting, not only if you're going to do um, video podcasting, but also to kind of get the essence of it. Because even if it is just purely audio, that will come through loud and clear from the audience's perspective. So making yourself and your, um, your guests, if you have them on your show, um, really, really comfortable is a key thing to do. Now, on to guests. You can just do, as I'm doing right here, right now, a recording, um, audio and video, uh, using slides rather than sort of face-to-face uh, -face video. Um, you can do that. That's absolutely fine. And if you have a story to tell, if you're doing more of a training or an educational kind of thing, as I'm doing here, then that can be really appropriate. And you don't necessarily need to have anyone else on the show. But if you're looking to become a thought leader, if you're looking to run a webinar series on a topic, it's often nice to get other relevant people into the episodes that you're recording. So selecting interviewees. Now, obviously, they need to be relevant to the niche audience that you're targeting. So this is where we're going to start to think about the marketing of this podcast before we even select our interviewees. So thinking about who would our audience resonate with. So be thinking about the age and the style and the tone of voice. You might want to be kind of rocking the boat a little bit and not necessarily having a person on your show who is like your brand's tone of voice to kind of give a little bit of an edge or maybe make people sit up and think, mm, wasn't expecting that from them. Wow, that was different. So really think this through. 
And of course, check their expertise and credibility. Some very experienced people may well be very inexperienced at podcasting. So they may not be that comfortable on a camera, but they were very comfortable on stage when you first encountered them. So just double check both their credentials, but also their reviews and maybe ask them, you know, how happy are you to do this as a video um, interview? Or would you just rather it to be uh, an audio one? Again, get a sense of their kind of, Um, comfort to do this and obviously their availability and willingness to do it and be thinking of a win-win you know diverse voices and perspectives can be really interesting in terms of you know giving your audience particularly if you're running a series as I mentioned before giving them something to really think about and giving them something that is going to take them on a little bit of a journey So be really thinking about, you know, what kinds of storytelling do I want to be giving on the podcast? What kind of, um, you know, themes am I going to be really sort of emphasizing here? Now, who can I get around those kinds of themes? And there are services on the web that can help to match you as a podcast host with interviewees around specific topics or around specific messages or styles of podcast. Um, I'm currently exploring one called Podmatch right now, podmatch.com, that is very successful and put me in touch with some very, very relevant interviewees uh, for my particular podcast. Um, And it's been fascinating actually meeting people who are not even a tier two or tier three. They're way beyond anybody um, I could have connected with in the past through my existing uh, connections. But these are people who are matched for, you know, being like-minded because they're talking about topics that I'm looking to uh, evangelize or share on my show. Um, and they're already talking about it. And they might have a slightly different spin and they might come into something um, with, you know, a particular um, hook or a USP. Uh, one that I'm going to be putting out over the next uh, day or so uh, with somebody who has um, seven essential elements of effective storytelling. And as a marketing audience, I know that my audience is going to be fascinated by these seven steps to the most, you know, creative way to tell stories. So use something like Podmatch, maybe others are available as well to see if you can identify some really interesting um, interviewees for your audience to enjoy. And then it's about crafting what we're going to say. So irrespective of whether or not you have uh, an interviewee coming on or whether you're going to do your own show, outlining the key objectives for the particular episode is is paramount importance. Now, when I say scripting, I don't necessarily, but it might be that you want to work from a script. Um, I tend to, because I've been doing this for quite a long time now, prefer the art of just seeing what happens and just flowing with it. I've got in the back of my mind a few ideas of what I want to share, or maybe I've got some prompts on um, a PowerPoint slide, um, or maybe I've just got a little bit of a hook that I want to kind of weave a story around. Um, But I might, depending on the interviewee that I'm going to be talking to, maybe, certainly initially, I was doing this, prepare some questions around the main topic. Now, I may not 
use those questions at all. It may be, as I found with that example of the storyteller, it may be that the thing just flows, the conversation just flows, and that's way more intuitive, it's way more interesting, it's way more flowy, if there is such a word, uh, than actually having some carefully scripted and crafted uh, interview questions. But having them there as a backup, having them there just up your sleeve, just in case you need them, is often a really nice kind of comfort blanket for anybody who is an interviewer. Um, and also as well, for some interviewees, they like to be able to prepare in advance. So allowing them to maybe just reflect on how they might answer some questions that you have in advance. And again, when you're selecting and when you're booking your interviewees in, ask them the question, do you want me to tee you up with uh, some initial questions that we might cover? Um, but, I'm, but I am going to allow some space for some spontaneous conversation. So just allow them that kind of breadth and freedom to um, really express things that you may not know they are going to say, or that kind of uncovers new and untouched things in previous things that they've shared. Um, and often getting to the heart of the backstory of the interviewee is often really interesting. And you only get that through conversation. So don't be limited by your script and your questions, but maybe have them there just as a, um, a safeguard or a safety net, just in case the conversation runs a little dry. Or if you find that it's a little bit stilted as a conversation, because we don't all resonate with all of our guests, even, you know, the most experienced interviewers, the real true professionals out there will at times not resonate with their guests. So they will always have, you know, some go to questions that they they can fall back on. And then remember, it is also when you're scripting and when you're kind of setting it up, even if you don't work to a script or questions, it's about topping and tailing the podcast. So remember to include an engaging intro. So what are you going to be talking about? What is the key theme? Who is the guest? What are you going to be sharing? So that you kind of give that real hook to engage somebody in. So they're committed to, to at least listening into a while um, for this podcast. And then the outro, people need to know that we're rounding off now but here we go here's some top tips here are those secret tips that you know thank you for listening all the way through to the end so now we're going to reward you with the super valuable um, top tips at the end and this is what you can do subscribe to our podcast for more episodes like this or whatever your outro is that you would like uh, people to act on. So remember the call to action. If they've listened or watched through to the end of the podcast episode, what is it you want them to do? Well, it's probably sign up for more. And the fact they've waited that long and stayed with you that deep into the journey probably means they're willing to do it. So make sure you grab them at that point in time. It's really important. Now, how are you going to record this thing? So you've got the equipment, you've got your studio set up, you've got your guest all ready, um, you've got your script, so you're ready to go. But where are you going to actually record this? Well, there are different types of platform available to record on, um, which is over and above, you know, literally just a straight recording on your phone uh, that you might want to consider based on the style of recording that you're looking to do. So if you're doing a solo recording, um, platforms like Audacity and Adobe Audition can be really, really good for you. If you're doing an interview style, um, you might decide to use Zoom or Skype 
Skype or Squadcast. Um, loads and loads of other platforms uh, are designed here. So have a little play with those. Do a search uh, on those and others. Um, anything that allows you to keep a recording, probably in the cloud is the safest place. Uh, and also um, recordings that allow you to strip out the audio and the video, because it may well be that you decide actually it didn't work from a visual sense because my guest's uh, setup really wasn't quite right and actually their camera was a little bit blurry, a little bit fuzzy. The quality's gone, but look, I've now been able to save the audio as a specific recording away from the video. And often these platforms have a better quality separate audio channel that they've recorded for you. So by doing it through something like Zoom or Squadcast, it gives you an opportunity then to have that choice because it's always there in the background. Now, another one that I'm interested to explore with you here um, as a recording platform is the idea of doing it live. Now, when I use the word live, that might send a fear into you that, whoa, Neil, what are you talking about? How on earth could I just jump straight into live? I can promise you there is nothing like live to focus your mind. You don't have to be, though, perfect. OK, people don't expect perfect in podcasting. If we're doing a conversational piece and it is somebody that, you know, from the past or that you've known for a while, or it is somebody that you're very confident is very, very experienced in podcasting and you've just got to set them loose on their narrative, then maybe consider live because you can record but you also then get the benefit of a live audience picking this up in real time. So you're probably going to be able to then scale your audience really effectively. Uh, LinkedIn audio events is a great one to practice on. Um, if you decide that you're going to experiment with uh, LinkedIn audio um, as a uh, podcasting platform, and you're going to do this one live. My recommendation is doing it quite late in the day, uh, your local time, because then your audience is likely to be um, off um, of LinkedIn. So you can do it in um, relatively low numbers. Um, before you start doing it at kind of lunchtime or at a key time in the day when you know all your connections are online. So maybe just take that one easily. Um, the organization that I use or the platform that I use is StreamYard. Now, the reason I use StreamYard is that it doesn't only broadcast to LinkedIn live, but it also broadcasts out to Facebook at simultaneously, uh, also out to YouTube, my YouTube channel, and also Twitter, formerly or X, formerly Twitter, at the same time, as well as recording it. So I get a really high quality video and audio and audio recording at the same time as selecting any of those social channels for the multi-streaming out to those platforms simultaneously. So that when you get a little bit experienced and pretty confident in your abilities to do a podcast and to do a live stream, something like StreamYard can be a very, very interesting way of doing it. Now, why would you want to do that? Well, the reason you'd want to do that is because you get live engagement, live Q&A in real time where you can actually see through StreamYard the comments that are coming in, the questions that are being asked. So you can poll a particular question around a topic. And so this is using podcasting in a live sense, in a kind of a webinar broadcasting sense to get live feedback and engagement, as well as a recorded version that you can then put out again on your social channels and be streaming to Apple Podcasts and to Spotify video and audio.
So for, for me, something like StreamYard is just the best of all worlds because it gives me that choice and that flexibility. And you can brand it up so it looks like your organization's branding. Uh, you can obviously set up your backdrop so that it looks like you're kind of where you need to be for your particular audience. So it is very, very powerful. And then you, of course, you can use StreamYard not in a live sense too, but just for a high quality uh, recording platform for later publication. So many, many options available for you to do that. And once you've kind of made the recording, what do you then do with it? Now, you've got some choices here. You can use software like Audacity, Adobe Audition, GarageBand, for example, to remove maybe if you find your interviewee or yourself using the words, um, uh, mm, yeah, mm or those points where there's a bit of stalling involved or where there's a little bit of a gap um, because maybe the, the bandwidth wasn't quite there in the recording. And also to enhance the quality of the audio, to remove the echoes, to remove the reverb, or maybe, you know, there was a dog barking in the background and you wanted to take that out. Um, these, so these softwares allow you to do it. But also, of course, adding in music and jingles and any advertising or sponsors messages, or maybe cutting in little promotional things halfway through. If it's a long episode, you might want to break it up into two and just give a sort of a, a bit of a shout out to your overall podcast if, again, you're doing a series. So using editing software allows you to do that. For me, I, I use a raw version. I, I've tried these various tools. And for me and my audience, they seem to just want to get into the content. Um, I get a lot more engagement and a lot more listeners on my episodes just by keeping it raw. So I don't do any pre or post editing at all. I basically load the live, topped and tailed, of course, so there's no kind of lag at the front or at the end of it. But I don't do any internal within the episode editing. And I find that works fine. But the idea here, if you're starting out on podcasting, is to experiment. So do explore and experiment what works best for your audience in terms of engagement, in terms of feedback, in terms of listeners, and just in terms of what feels right for you and your brand. But there is editing software available if you choose to do that. So now you've got your beautifully edited or your very simple video um, and audio recorded and good to go. So how do you publish and distribute? Well, really what you need, I mean, you can go to each of the individual platforms and there are many, many podcast services. Everybody knows Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but there are Google Podcasts. Um, and many, many others. I mean, there literally are too many to share here with you. Um, but what you need to make sure is that you can find a hosting platform um, where your podcast is easy to upload, easy to distribute amongst the channels that you want to be heard for uh, and through, um, and that you can then give consistent episode naming, artwork if it's necessary, uh, the titling. So choose one that is going to give you what you need. Now, you may well have one um, that is used prolifically in your um, in your sector, for example. Um, so it could be Libsyn, could be Podbean. There are many, many around. The one that I go for is Spotify for podcasters. This used to be Anchor.fm, uh, but Anchor was bought out by Spotify and has now been integrated into Spotify's um, 
uh, distribution um, channel. Um, of course, it goes out then because it's Spotify and it is for free. By the way, this one is for free, uh, which I like. Um, it, it works for me, not having to pay um, another subscription to another um, sort of online platform. Uh, but Spotify for podcasters, if you just Google that, will automatically um, give you the option to share and distribute your um, podcast by video and audio. Um, if you um, so wish to the channels that can accommodate that. So with Spotify, um, it will broadcast both the video and the audio. Currently, Apple Podcasts isn't video. It is just audio. Um, but Spotify for Podcasters will allow you to distribute out to Apple Podcasts too and a multitude of others. And you can select which ones or just select all that they recommend. And that's what I do. So I've ticked all of the boxes that they recommend. Uh, and out goes every single episode. So you load it up into one place, click distribute, and it all is taken care for you. And for me, that is just one of the very, very accessible um, channels, if you like, for distributing messages and thought leadership and training and education and the various kind of content things that I produce. Um, so it is a really great way of spreading and sharing the message at scale uh, over and beyond ways that you could do um, if you were doing your own promotion. But your own promotion is still important. So you can embed, um, again, using the tools that um, Spotify for Podcasters um, gives you, embed the streaming onto your website. So you might have a dedicated podcast page on your website or maybe on the homepage. There is, uh, you know, your latest podcast episode. Um, obviously, you're going to want to share it on relevant social media um, and of course, if you do have guests, you may well decide and uh, they may well decide to support you by sharing your podcast interview of them on their social media, too. So collaborating with relevant influencers, relevant guests, again, allows you to scale. And of course, once you start getting a little bit of a name for yourself in this regard, you may then well be asked to be a guest on other people's podcasts. So there is this kind of podcasting community. There's a, a very broad podcasting community, but maybe within your sector or the specialism or the thought leadership topic that you have, there could be a more local audience that is really, really relevant to you. So think about how over and beyond just the distribution of your podcast you can start to promote it. And of course, if you're doing things like email newsletters, you can clearly use that as well. So it is about being in this for testing. It is about being in this to start to figure out, you know, what kind of level do I want to pitch at? What kind of themes and topics do I want to explore? Um, what kind of tech and kit and software and editing do I need to do? But start simple, start small and start to build an engaged audience. If you can deliver value by high quality, consistent content, if you can get engagement by doing Q&A episodes, responding to comments that you get put to you, if you can build a community by creating maybe alongside it some social media groups or forums, you can embed your podcast inside what you do overall within your marketing communications. And then, of course, what you can do is craft some very carefully themed series with numbered episodes, which gives you a chance to build out that particular episode or that particular series into a whole suite of communication channels and campaigns going forward. 
And it might get to a point where you see the benefits of sponsorship, where you start to monetize your podcast. You can add value by subscriptions for premium episodes. So if your audience starts to get super engaged, there is an opportunity here to actually charge for some premium episodes. And maybe the benefits of sponsorship are that you start to cover some of your production costs. And maybe you get to a point where you're able to financially reward some of the guests that you have on. So this could grow and grow and grow. So it's scalable for free, but it's also scalable if you want to see this and monetize this as a uh, financial return uh, going forward. And how will you measure the success of it? Well, obviously, things like download and stream counts from your relevant audiences is a great one, but also the softer things like your audience feedback and reviews. Um, and of course, some of the, the kind of um, objective measures of things like the engagement metrics of email signups, subscriptions, if you're going to be doing that within your podcast, and then ultimately website traffic on all the way through to potentially orders of product and service that you provide signups to the community, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So make a start is the simple, um, simple message really from this particular broadcast, get podcasting. You know, it is a very powerful tool in the current marketing mix. And it does ensure authentic brand engagement. It is so much stronger than just one way traffic, because you can get into conversations, literally, it does require a little bit of testing, some consistent effort and passion if you want to really build this out and scale it. But your voice, the use of audio really does, if you choose to take it, have the power to shape and to build your brand.